0: The second reading is from Luke chapter 1, verse 5 to 19. In the days of King Herod of Judea, there was a priest named Zechariah, who belonged to the priestly order of Abijah. His wife was descended from the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Both of them were righteous before God, living blamelessly according to all the commandments and regulations of the Lord. But they had no children because Elizabeth was barren and both were getting on in years. Once when he was serving as a priest before God during his section stand of, the, of duty, he was chosen by Lord, according to the custom of the priesthood, to enter the sanctuary of the Lord to offer incense. Now at the time of the incense offering, the whole assembly of the people was praying outside. Then there appeared to him an angel of the Lord, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was terrified, and fear overwhelmed him. But the angel of the Lord said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah, for your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must never drink wine or strong drink. Even before his birth, he will be filled with the Holy Spirit. He will turn many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. With the spirit and power of Elijah, he will go before him to turn the hearts of parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah said to the angel, How can I know this will happen? For I am old. For I am an old man, and my wife is getting on in years. The angel replied, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. That is the word of the Lord. So, good morning again, Church. My name is Celonia Ndede. I am from Kenya and I am a student currently at the Union Seminary and that's how come I'm here because I'm doing internship here this semester and the next semester. And this morning I'm excited to talk about faith, particularly enduring faith. I was sharing with one of us just what had happened to me that I had to wait for nearly 10 years for something. So let us look at what the scripture is saying, especially the the story of Elkanah and his two wives. This situation where they were in actually happened at a time when Israel was going through a barren time, struggling with spirituality. Because Eli, who was the spiritual leader, was actually old, but having said that, he had delegated his role to his sons, that we hear the scripture says that they were scoundrels who had no regard for the Lord. So living in a community that is struggling with spiritual barrenness, Hannah was struggling with physical barrenness. Although the Bible doesn't tell us how long Hannah was barren, but the Hebrew scriptures tell us she was barren for 19 years. And besides that, she had this co-wife that kept on, you know, adding salt to the raw pain that she didn't have a child. You you heard the children's message here and I was so happy that my message was already preached at that time because uh, Hannah obviously was distraught out of this as we are told in verse 7 of the, scri- the scripture of the text that we are reading we are told that she would weep sometimes and not even eat and that is when she is even in the house of the Lord so I want us to take a look at what went on in Anna's life and see what lessons we could draw out of that Because in life, really, in real life, all of us, I believe, unless you're one of those that are so blessed, in life, sometimes we go through some very difficult situations that you have done all that you can as a human being, all that you know you have tried, and it just isn't getting solved. And so that's how I want us to draw strength from what we would hear about Hannah's life. In her situation, Hannah decided to seek the face of, of the Lord but sadly for her, even at that very delicate moment even her priest, her pastor, if we talk for to, in today's language actually mistook her for a, a drunken woman and so she was really not happy even, even in church, and I'm calling it church I know it was a temple but I'm uh, comparing, paralleling with where we are and at home as well. So these are the things that I have learned about Hannah. Number one, that Hannah had unwavering commitment in seeking God's face. She was tenacious in praying and she just never gave up. It is one thing to have faith and pray for something for five years, seven years. It's yet another, praying for the same, same issue for 15 years. In my background, I was taught that there are three answers that we can expect from God at any one time that we pray. One is yes. The next one is wait. And the next one is no. (laughs) And if I was in Hannah's shoes, I can tell you, I would have said, this has been long. I'm sure the Lord said no, I just didn't hear him. How many times has anybody here given up saying, I have prayed enough. I think the Lord is saying no, but I'm not hearing. I think you could relate with that. But I suggest that it takes the Holy Spirit to help us discern what the Lord is saying. Even when we are praying for things that will take a very long time before they happen. And so it, is, it actually takes the Holy Spirit to have Hannah's type of commitment. The second thing I learned about Hannah was that she had steadfast faith and trust in God. She knew it was only God who would remove her from that situation. And what did she do? She went praying, but she went straight to the Lord and started to, you know, be forthright with the the Lord. Whether she was bargaining or maybe negotiating, but the Lord answered her prayer. However, I want us to just think back with me. Imagine you're Hannah, you've prayed, you've got your answer the child is now three years old, and you know the situation going on at uh, Shiloh, and you are taking your child, walking your three-year child, to go and leave him there, it can actually interfere with the trust you have in God. It's like, yes, Lord, I've prayed you gave me this child, but look at the spiritual mess, at the place where I am going to leave him. But Hannah decided to keep to the word, and because she kept to that word and left the boy there, though she might have feel, felt anxious, but the Lord then got to trust her as well, so that she was helped, she was favored with more children. Remember by the time she was taking this, the, his chi, her child to Shiloh, she did not know that she would have other children. She had already gotten the one she asked, but who knows, who says that when you get one child you'll get six others or even two others. So she had trust in God and God Rewarded her by trusting in her too, with with uh, new um, other children. The third thing that I learned from Mahana is that she had good control of her emotional energies. She faced challenges, and as a human being, sometimes you can be so challenged, and and until you feel imbalanced in your own self, in your moods, or even how you talk to people or how you receive messages, you know, when people talk to you, and. I'm saying this because when Eli walked to her and said said to her, suggested that she was drunk, she didn't like talk, probably I would because I would be like, you're telling me that I am drunk. My co-wife is taunting me. My husband is giving giving me double portion of meat to fool me but they're still having children and God is quiet. And you're telling me that I am drunk I'm done with church. I will pray, I'll pray at home, because there's no, there's no place that I find peace. I'll pray at home. So if God answers, he answers. If he doesn't, he doesn't. However, Even if I didn't shout and say it, I would probably think that in my heart, that every door is closed for me, so I'll stay in my house and pray. So she had this steadfast, she had this st- control of her emotional energies and did not talk badly to, Eli. Eli. And so I want us to make a brief connection between these two messages that we have heard of what Hannah was going through and what Elizabeth went through. The two ladies suffered barrenness according to the society although their circumstances were different because God allowed Hannah to, to struggle but at the end of the day you know that she gave birth to somebody that the Bible describes as the only person who was a prophet, a priest, and a judge at the same time. Not even Moses or David, who are great men of God, held those three offices concurrently. But when you look at Elizabeth as well, she also suffered, it's said that her, her age was advanced. Some illustrations say that she was advanced in age, estimated at 60 years old. So she got pregnant, all the laughter, all the embarrassment that she could have been going through. But at the end of the day, she gave birth to somebody who was the forerunner of the Christ, your savior, my savior. So I want us to look at the lessons from those two scriptures together, that there are times that in our lives as God's people, when problems can mount so much until it is difficult to see a way forward. But the assurance is that our God it's a God who is faithful. He may come late, but he never just ignores us totally when we pray. He's faithful. You may wait for something. You could be having a physical problem, maybe sickness in your body, something happening in the family, the family strife, you know, to make it just common. What would what be happening in our lives? And you have prayed for two, three years. The doctor's saying that It will be well. Some other, some, you know, we normally go for second opinion. Second opinion says, no, there's no treatment, but you keep on praying. And at the end of the day, we know that our Lord does not give up on us. He may delay. Delay for you to get pregnant at 65 or to wait for a child for 19 years, years, as was the case here. So many times we don't understand ways, the ways of God, or sometimes the timings of God, because sometimes we get so desperate and we are tempted to despair. But the stories of these two ladies, in the birth of Samuel and the birth of John, tells us that God always proves faithful. He can turn our despair to hope, our doubts to faith, our sorrow to laughter and rejoicing because he's faithful. So my message to us today is that when we go through those painful challenges in our lives, we may want to pause and seek help, the help of the Holy Spirit, so that we can emulate Hannah in unwavering commitment, in seeking God's faith, and her steadfast faith and trust to the extent that God can trust us, that indeed if I give my child what they are asking for, they will do what they promised. Because sometimes, you know, we can promise God, Lord, if you give me this job, I will never miss to tithe. Then something happens for three, six months, and you miss to tithe, and you don't just how you can go back and pay your tithe, and perhaps if you follow the Old Testament strictly, pay it with 25% on top. So you, feel you fail or you say, I'll be more regular in going to church, whether physically or online, and you find that there's a business deal for the next six months, that contract just won't let you go to church. So sometimes we promise God and we fail to do that, but Hannah actually made sure that she did what the Lord, what she had promised the Lord. But she also had good control of her her emotional energies. She remained calm she was cool she was collected she said I'm just pouring out my heart to the Lord and what happened even Eli then blessed her how many times do we talk back to people who actually would have been the people to bless us because we are angry because we are imbalanced and she had a, she'd have, she would have had a right to be angry they say how do you talk to me like that you should ask me what's my problem and so Let us pray that the Lord helps us to also have what he gave Hannah. And finally that he might give us thoughts that we can accept his answers or God's answer. We can accept God's answers and miracles gracefully when they come. Why? Because God's time is the best. Because people around must have have either talked behind Elizabeth or told them what will happen when she's When the boy is 18 years old, who's going to control? She will be 78 and Zechariah will be. So what's going to happen? Will the boy think that this is my mom or my grandmother? Who knows? Because of the age difference. But did that stop her from bringing a savior, somebody who was a forerunner to the savior? It didn't. So I want us to pray, even as we hold on to ourselves, that the Holy Spirit may strengthen us to have enduring faith whenever we face difficult challenges so that we can have enduring faith. God bless you.